1: ERIOS Hi, I'm Maribel May and you're listening to the second season of the Complete Woman series, Complete Joy Make sure to check out the follow-up series The Complete Man, a spin-off The Complete Wedding and coming December 3rd The Complete Christmas The complete series is now a part of the Erios Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy!
0: Episode 2, Stressings to Blessings, Turning Frazzled Franny into Calm Connie. Welcome back to Complete Joy with your chairman of cheer, your director of delight, your general of glee, Maribel May.
1: That's me, Maribel May. I'm here to help you become the best version of yourself. You're well on your way to attaining complete joy.
0: Now it's time to tackle all life's little stressors in Chapter Two. Coping with Downers. How to keep your cool when Cousin Calamity comes to town. Psst, psst, psst.
1: I have a secret to tell. Are you alone and in a safe place? If there are children around, turn them upside down so they can't hear. Put your pets in their baskets and blindfold your houseplants. There isn't just one Maribel May. Oh no, there are two. That's right, double me's, me-me's. One of me is the Maribel May you know and worship, that tight-figured homemaker who never breaks a glass or burns her meatloaf, the Maribel who can surface clean, homeschool her children and shave her arms, all while balancing a Webster's dictionary atop her beehive, the Maribel who welcomes unexpected guests with grace, the Maribel whose fridge is always sparkling clean, who can go with the flow, who doesn't falter when her basset hound Chuck leaks the lizard on a white shag. Who breaks a nail and laughs, not cries. Who can change a diaper while making a choco mayonnaise cake and reciting the alphabet in Chinese. This is the Maribel I wish I could be all the time. But more often than I like to admit, my alter ego, Leveram, shows up. Leveram is a real bad-tempered lady. When Leveram burns her roast, she throws it against the wall. She's easily overwhelmed, and you never know what can set her off. The toilet seat left up, a leaky roof, a red sock in the white load, and Leberom has steam shooting out of her fingertips. Or even worse, she crawls underneath the covers and cries for days. Leberom's fuse is short, her rage is tall, and her ability to just go with it non-existent. No one is happy when Leberom is around. One time, Leberam's sauce boiled over, and she ripped the whole oven out of the wall. Another time, a red wine spill ruined her cashmere throw, and Leberam flushed the family goldfish down the commode. Needless to say, Leberam is not a complete woman. And when she comes to town, why, freck, he runs for the hills. You gotta run, run, run when Leberam comes to town. no. I'm not singing. Don't believe me? Well, luckily, I have a little recording of it. Listen to the difference between how Maribel handles a slight inconvenience as opposed to mean old leverum.
0: Evening, honey. Oh, I'm
2: sorry. Look at that. I've tracked a bit of dirt on the white linoleum.
1: Oh, darling, don't you bother cleaning that up. Why don't you have a seat over here by the fire and relax with a scotch while I clean? And now, with Leverum.
3: How dare you! I spend all day cleaning this house while you gallivant around the law office doing God knows what. You'll never see the end of this
2: breath. Gosh, Maribel, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It looks like we're gonna have to move our date night because, well, the big game's on.
1: Oh, Freck, that's no problem at all. Have a great time, honey. Tell the boys I say hello. And just so you know, when you get home, I'll be all ready for lovemaking. And now with loverom. What? Are
3: you fucking serious? Are you kidding me? I've got curlers in my hair all day and now you're gonna abandon me to go hang out with the boys what am i chopped liver i'm leaving you
2: i'm moving in with mother hun time to have a household meeting there's something i'd like to share with you the good news is we now have a boat the bad news is i used our
4: retirement fund
1: that's great honey i better dig out my swimming costume and now with lubberom what are you thinking? A boat? We're never going to use a boat.
3: I can't even swim. This is an attack on me. This is a personal attack. Can that boat cook and clean? I hope so, because I'm done.
1: And the worst part is, I never know when Leveram is going to show up. Although it's always during my red hour. But we know there's no possible way to keep track of that since it's illegal for ladies to own calendars or permanent markers. But I've been able to manage my frightening friend by keeping a close eye on my stress levels. I know if I reach a certain level of anxiety, there's a fine chance she whose name shall not be spoken might pay me a visit. So every morning, I tabulate my stress score. And if it's over 100, I lock myself away in my panic room which also doubles as a second pantry, so there's lots of snacks. So how does one calculate their stress score? Why? By taking my signature stress test, of course. I'm going to list every possible stressor. Pay close attention, and for each one that you're currently experiencing, add five points to your stress score. You might want to have your elementary school-aged son help you with the math. Let's get started. Broken nail, stubbed toe, run in pantyhose, accidentally eat a lemon thinking it's an orange, birth of a new baby, death of a spouse, visit from in-laws, husband won't touch you, gained five pounds, kidnapped, toothache, Christmas, bad hair day, no hair day, your bird flies away, received threatening letter from Freck's mother-in-law, your husband Freck sleeps with the secretary, your husband Freck tells you you look fine when you ask how he likes the new evening dress you purchased for his office luncheon and you can tell his feelings for you have changed. Your husband Freck won't make eye contact. Freck refuses to get off the phone with his best friend Tad to sit down for dinner even though you slaved all day to make his favorite meal veal frances with buttered melon balls and now it's cold. Your husband, Freck, treats the pancake waitress at Donnie's with more affection than he showed you for years. You decide to leave your family and run away, but realize you don't know how to drive, so you just cry in the car for 20 minutes and then go back inside the house to clean the banisters and make a pie. Take a few moments now to tabulate your stress scores. If your stress score is zero to 10, you are a stress-free Franny. 15 to 30, snapping Susan. 35 to 50, shrieking Charlotte, 50 to 75, psychopathic Sharon, and if you received 80 to 100 points. Me, Join me. Now, for all you psychopathic Sharons out there, don't worry. I have three foolproof ways to manage your stress. Number one, schedule your meltdowns. The most important aspect of stress management is expressing your stress. If you try and hold all your feelings in, you'll explode, like Kathy Monkfunker down the street. Why, her stress score was off the charts. Between Kathy's rambunctious red-headed quadruplets, her finicky cat Barnacle, and her cantankerous father-in-law who lived in the attic, she was at 140. Instead of dealing with her stress, Kathy kept it in with a smile on her face. Why no one knew how she was really feeling, until one day the whole family sat down at the dinner table expecting a rack of lamb. Why weren't they surprised when they lifted up their silver plate covers and found Barnacle trussed like a Thanksgiving turkey with an apple in his mouth. Lucky for Barnacle, the table didn't favor feline. If Kathy had scheduled time to cry, scream or scratch a few walls in the morning, this little incident could have been avoided. I usually schedule my meltdowns for Thursdays at 2.30 p.m., right after I've polished the china, but before I wax the nugs. It's my favorite time of day. Number two. Convene with nature. When's the last time you left the house, honestly? I try to get out at least once a month for five minutes or so. You'd be surprised how calming it is to feel the fresh air on your face, the damp astroturf in between your toes, and the warm sunshine beaming down on you like a hug from Jesus. If you'd like to get in a little exercise, try chasing a squirrel or screaming at a bird. Have you ever noticed that trees don't cry? It's probably because they spend all day at one with nature. And while you're at it, why not grab your UV reflector and lather up with cocoa butter? We all know there's nothing more rejuvenating or more attractive than a nice sunburn. Number 3. Meditate or medicate Everyone's heard of the hot new fad, meditation. Now I know that many of you are turned off by such an Eastern concept, but I will say that there's nothing wrong with taking a few deep, calming breaths when you start to feel overwhelmed. It's one of the things those dirty hippies are getting right. Well, besides macrame. Now I'm not asking you to run off and join the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, but there's nothing wrong with a good gong every once in a while. Right, ladies? And if it's just not for you, try Valium. Now, I invited the gals from the neighborhood over to test their stress and talk about how to cope when life's little downers come around. Just a quick note. For propriety's sake, I didn't mention my little romp at the sanitarium. They think I've been on solo safari in the Serengeti. But we all know that a lie well told is a lie to hold. Abraham Lincoln. Well, hi, gals. Now, I am so thrilled to be back in the country for my safari. I had a wonderful time, but I did miss all of my best friends. We missed
2: you too, Maribel. We sure did. Oh, how long were you gone? I hadn't
1: noticed. (laughs) Well, Rita, I doubt that's true. I was gone for about two months and I had a great time. I saw
2: zebras and horses and a bunch of watermelons. Why, that's very interesting, Maribel. But I'll have you know that I heard a different story. I was in Africa, and that's the end of the story. No questions. What is this, communist China? Well, why don't we go around the circles, say our names, and what we've been up to lately? Well, my name's Joni, and... Well, I realized I don't like pie. And that's what's been going on with you lately? Every day, after dinner, we'd have pie. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm in such a bad mood. Well, when I cut pie out of my diet, I realized I'm still in a bad mood, but... It's nice to know that I could let it go. Well, that's quite an achievement,
1: although you haven't had my berry crumble. Do you have any? Barbara, I'm sorry. It's in the
2: freezer. That's fine. You'll eat it cold? Let Barbara sit on it. That'll warm it up. Oh no, watch out. Joni's in a mood. Better a mood than a... than a...
1: uh... a grave. No! How about you, Barbara? How have you been? Well, I just got a new mailbox. Barbara, how'd you afford that? It was a gift. From whom? From my husband. Well, that's nice. Have you seen it? Oh, no, I haven't been out of the house since last Wednesday. Why did he get you a mailbox? Because we didn't have one before. It was just a little tiny... Grave. Hole.
4: So it's not really a gift for you. It was for the home.
1: We all use it, but I'm the one that gets the mail. Do you often get packages and presents and nice letters? Mainly bills. Wouldn't it be ironic if she had to sell the mailbox
4: to pay the bills? Well, yes. Well, anyway, let's move on to Rita. Hi, Rita. How are you today? Hi, I'm Rita. I'm great. I've uh, taken up the piano. That's the
2: hussy's instrument. It is? It's the Strumpet's Trumpet. Isn't the Strumpet's Trumpet the trumpet? <laughs> Very funny, Barbara. Thank you. I think
1: it's time to start about something that really pickles my grill. And it's a little thing called S-T-R-E-S-S-stress. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know you've all taken my signature stress test. Why don't we go around
2: and say our scores? Well, my stress level is 100.
1: 100?
4: Why?
2: Oh it's the perfect score. Your stress level set you at Shrieking Charlotte. 100% is an A+. What's stressing you out? We got a new kitten. Oh. That's wonderful. Aww. I smashed its head in with the door. Oh. I, of course, didn't mean to, Barbara. It was an accident, my goodness. You'd think I'd beheaded the Queen. That's Joni for you. It's 100% stressed. What do I get? Do I get a cake? Do you get a cake for a blood test? Or an eye exam? Maybe at your doctor, Barbara. All right, Barbara. What's your stress test level? Well, I came in at a
1: 69. That makes you, a snapping Susan like me. We're twins. Not quite.
4: Best friends? Not at the moment. Someday. No. What's stressing you out, Barbara? I'm having issues with my mattress. See, my side of the mattress is dented, and Morris's side is firm, and I just simply don't know what to do. What about
1: putting it up on its side so it's vertical, and then sleeping on the floor? What if the carpet gets dented? Well, call a carpenter. What? Did you not hear her? That just didn't make any
4: sense. Rita, let's move on to you. What's your stress score? I scored a four. A four. And I think it's because of the divorce that I'm going through. divorce? Oh, yeah. You know, if you're not happy in your life and you think that there are changes that could be made to improve it, you get a divorce. Well, no,
1: no, no. Not quite. I mean, certainly try a new recipe. Get a new hat. Maybe wax your arms. But you don't get divorced. I mean, you can't take communion anymore
4: in the Catholic Church. Oh, I'm not studying. Interesting. My life is so free without a husband. Wake up whenever you want. Eat whenever you want. Do whatever you want, have sex with whoever you want. Rita, where are you living? I live in an apartment. An An apartment? apartment. How do you shield yourself from the poor people? I don't think anyone's poor for having an apartment.
1: Are you sure you didn't mean your stress score is 40? Nope, just a four. (laughs) That's failing. Even though we all know Rita's lying, I have some fail-proof techniques that can help us manage our stress. One great way is to let it out. Now, for me... I like to schedule my meltdowns. Like at 3 30 p.m. I have a cry scheduled. How about you, Joni? How do you manage your stress?
2: Well, sometimes I'll sing. I've been out walking myself through the shadows. Thanks, Joni. Of the world. That's lovely, Joni. You can see. Shadows in my eyes Joanie,
1: stop. I thought it was lovely. Don't hold your breath for that record deal. Oh, I won't. Barbara, well, do you have any fun techniques to share about how you manage your stress?
4: Yes, when I'm feeling stressed, well, I simply go into the bathroom, and I look in the mirror, and I say... You...
0: Up... No... Good...
1: Peace... Garbage... And then I feel much better. Now that's something I could listen to over and over again. Unlike
2: Joni's singing. I'll have you know, Tad loves my singing. Your voice is like
4: a devil's cry. <laughs> well, better a devil's cry than a devil's grave. All right, Rita. Or when I'm feeling any level of stress, I think, you know, I do a little of this. You're touching your, your dress. And a little of this. She's... Putting her hand up her skirt. Did you drop something down there? No, it's just you pleasure yourself. It's a way to relieve stress. You just, you know, you make yourself have an orgasm. And then afterwards, it's science. Rita, I'm afraid I just don't
2: understand. She's talking about evil's manicure.
1: Just to be clear, Jesus hates masturbation. Although I have heard of vibration therapy. In fact, the other day I went to Dr. Fox for one of my headaches and he gave me a vibrating stick. He put it between my leg and
2: I felt much better. Oh, funny, I once tripped over my vacuum and fell on it and had the same feeling. Well, that's interesting. Do any of you gals ever rub up on your toasters? We don't have a toaster.
1: Well, I don't know about you girls, but I already feel lighter and better and ready to take on
2: the world. I wish I could be less stressed, but I still have a secret to tell. I have a secret about Maribel. I'm sorry, Joni. We don't have time to hear your secret. Barbara, Rita, Maribel's lying to you. I have it on good authority that instead of being at the Serengeti... Joni, stop! Maribel was at St. Monica's Sanitarium for tired ladies. I was not. I think it's good to notice that you have
1: a problem and take the reins. I've never been to this sanitarium in my life, but to visit my
2: mother and her mother and her mother before her. Hysteria is genetic in my family. So what did they do to you in there, Maribel, Hmm? They put you in a padded room with all the other crazies? Now, Joni, you're making me upset. What happens when she gets upset? I wonder, do they tie her down?
3: I'll tell you what happens. I will end you. Don't you do this to me in my own home. I will cut you up into small pieces and bury you in my yard never to be found again. You will not be welcome at my winter potluck.
2: What what happened? I'm sorry. Um, what was that voice you were just doing?
1: Well, it's 3.30 p.m. It's time for my cry. Would you ladies excuse me?
0: Congratulations on completing Chapter 2, Coping with Downers. See you next week for Episode 3, Physicality, Turning Doughty Dorothy into Va-Va-Vicky. This has been Complete Joy with Amanda Lund as Maribel May, Matt Gorley as Franklin May, Maria Blasucci as Joni Woodbine, Stephanie Allen as Big Boned Barbara, Angela Trimber as Rita, the Divorced Lady, and me, Mark McConville, as Mort Kleinman, the announcer. Complete Joy is created and written by Amanda Lund and produced by Mark McConville and Matt Gourley Keep feeling that complete joy!
4: Erios. Powered by Acast